I know we're a couple days late. Greg's back from his crazy trip to Vegas. But let's get Pelosi to rip shit up this week on Top 5 for Fighting. We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years. Decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are. Oh we yeah, are yeah. Talk about spoilers. That would have been a huge dick it, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's gonna shit on something. <laughs> Tell For you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, why did I do this? I, He's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house <laughs> just hauling ass. Nothing but underwear. Hauling naked, ass too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> no, it's should not. I, should I not have torn that it's, piece of paper? No, I mean, it, it's, it's not a good look, but it's fucking funny. <laughs> At least I'm not going to call you a dumb maybe, cunt. Maybe, maybe it's political as I'll ever get on this show. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. That's all right. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Good. How was your trip? Oh I didn't God. do jack shit, but you you went to Vegas. Oh my God. Did you get that lost city, or locked on a roof? That's. I, we did walk through Caesars, and I looked at Jacob and I said, "Do we need to go upstairs and see if Doug is okay?" <laughs> Motherfucker. Which, which is funny. <laughs> Why you fuck on Chow? <laughs> which is funny as shit because that night, the night before. I mean, obviously, we're on our time. So at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you're tired because it's midnight. You know what right. I mean? So we, we're usually back in our room by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, and we would just try and find something on TV while we decompressed. And one night, because we didn't have like Hulu or anything like that, we, mm-hmm. we went to TBS, and uh, The Hangover was on. Why, don't even bother to watch that movie on TBS. I mean, seriously. It, it, it looked like the sound kept going in and out of my TV. I've said it over and over. Just stop playing good movies like that on regular cable. If I swear to God, the next cable channel I see playing Blazing Saddles, if they're not going to play the original version. Just don't play it. Please. Just stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. I mean, it. You, if, if, if people think it's offensive, fine. They can turn the channel. That's how I feel about it. Oh, it's just, the, just that, like the halftime show. That, that's not how the world works, Craig. Um, so, yeah, the, it was, um... You needed it. You, you were well, overdue for a few days of... Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I got to spend time with my daughter. I got to spend time with her boyfriend. I got, awesome. to, meet, I got to meet his parents. We had a great time. Uh, Vegas is proof that the, the world, that Rome... Vegas is proof that Rome is about to fall. Because that city is... is it is just a... It's called Sin City for a reason. It is... Oh, it's vile. It's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, that we'll, we'll, but in the best way possible. We'll, we'll probably get into that more in the second show. <laughs> but um, it was it was a really good time. I really enjoyed it. Good, good um, deal. It's not for everybody, uh, but you know, just the fact that I got to go away from work for five days. Hey, was, man, good for it, you. It was the best. It was. Uh, I know we're recording a few days late, but hey, some some things are worth the wait. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they are. No big deal. Everyone will understand. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad you got to go out and have a good time and relax and not have to deal with any bullshit and go to the craziest place in the country, probably. Just get nuts. I, I don't know. I don't. I, is, is Vegas worse or is, is D.C. worse? W- which one's worse at this point? Oh, it's Vegas. Everything's legal. <laughs> What's everything's legal in, in Washington hey, if you're if you're a, a fucking congressman or a senator? The, the, yeah, but that's a different kind of crazy. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. Um 
So I got a question for you. I have an answer. How are you dealing in a non-Kobe world anymore? So you want, we'll just You're going to be all right. right? You're going to be all right? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how I feel about that. <laughs> we were... I was doing something. That was a Sunday afternoon that that happened, right? You were out there when that happened, right? No, I was here. You were here. I was still here. Okay. That was, that was not this weekend. That was last Previous. Weekend. Okay. Um... I, we, I was doing something. I was oh, I know what I was doing. I was working at the table, getting all the paperwork and everything that I had to get done, um, editing and all the stuff that we have to do for the two podcasts and all that crap going on, and talking back and forth with you. And somebody sends me a text over the phone. Uh, hey, are you watching the news? And I thought they were referring to something crazy had gone down in the impeachment trial or something was going on. Right. right? Uh, something world related. Yeah. And instantly, like thirty seconds later, one of the guys that works for me sent a picture of the breaking on the news, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, that's horrible, right? I mean. It's, 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 it is. Horrible. It's a loss of life. It's terrible. And they and you know and the, and it started coming out. Um, it's you know. In fact, this was uh, no. It, it was the day of the Royal Rumble was when it happened. Remember? Okay. Because we were talking about it. Yes. when We watched the Royal Rumble together. Yep. So we're we're talking about it. Uh, it's kind of the the, the 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 stuff's coming in. And when something like that happens, people need to understand that they are not the most important thing in the world. The families of those people are the most important thing in the world. Yes. And if I was anybody in anywhere in 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 the government. I would shut TMZ down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely say, who the fuck do you think you are? So anyway, it came out that Kobe had been killed in a helicopter crash. And originally they said what he was flying it and it was his helicopter. Uh, then, yeah. it, then it came out that it was Kobe and uh, t- uh, two or three other people. Then it came out that it was Kobe and his daughter. Then it came out that it was Kobe and five people. And, and, the, and, 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 just, and the story developed over about 12 there hours. There was even one report that said it was all of his kids. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it's it. There were so many reports that should not. Ne- I mean, none of this should have been broken until a minimum of the families have been notified, or they knew exactly what the hell happened. Right. Yeah. And and that's I'm with and, you. and that's where if I if like I was, that's where I'm talking about TMZ. So there there are uh, you know the people that you know people knew who was on the plane with Kobe. Right. You know those people. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? Just put yourself in this position. Could you imagine being in front of a television? Eating Cheetos and drinking a fucking Pepsi, and it came across that a plane that you knew that Amy and Morgan on mm-hmm. had crashed and had they had died that you had not been. That's how you found out. Right. That's fucked up. That's like finding out that you you know you just got traded to the Lions and you saw it on ESPN and you were like, um, so how dare you? Right. How dare how you? How dare you? First of all, how dare you trade me to the Lions? Secondly, how dare you not give me yeah. the bad news in person? Yeah. No. Just shit. tell me I got cancer. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so. So that so that's how I felt about that. That kind of pissed me off about the whole thing. But this is this was the second part that, that really upset me. I understand that there's a lot of people that enjoyed watching Kobe Kobe Bryant play basketball. All of us did. Uh, and there it, is, whether you liked hate or what say what there's a, there's a whole range of emotions you can go with. Yes, the rape allegations, the the all, the all that stuff which conveniently people just like to forget about because he's a celebrity and you know whatever. Yeah. Hell, the NFL just named O.J. Simpson to the 100 greatest football players of all time. Announced it. Yeah. Um, and I know we'll get more into the Super Bowl in the in our follow up show, but I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. So at some point, all of us watched Kobe play, whether it was in the finals, playoffs, whatever it may be. I can't stay in the NBA, but you still pay attention when the finals are on. Phenomenal athlete. You can't like the Lakers, hate the Lakers, like basketball, hate basketball, whatever. You cannot. You cannot argue that he was not one of the greatest basketball players that has ever played the game. Agreed. I mean, he's number four in scoring. That that says it all yep. right there. 
He was in the league for 20 years. Yeah. He always played at a high level. The I think the only time he ever really missed any time was the was it his next to last year or his second life where he tore his where he tore his Achilles and walk, you know? still walked off yeah, the court. Yeah, and still walked off the court. Yeah. And, and and I give him a lo- I give him a lot of credit for being and and other than what you just mentioned, you never heard anything bad about him in the press. He was a good person. He always did a lot for kids. I get that. But are we really are we really still talking about this and how tragic it was two weeks later? Two, no, two I'm, weeks? I'm not. You should have seen the amount of just Kobe Bryant stuff everywhere in yeah, Las Vegas. It's, it oh, I can imagine. And, and I, I, I understand I that. You're mourning, you're mourning your hero, especially if you're a, a big-time basketball fan. I mm-hmm. get that. But you know what? These are the things that really upset me about the whole situation. Everybody was like, poor Kobe and Gianna. And yes, poor Kobe and Gianna. But you know what? More was poor Kobe's wife and and other kids because now their dad and their sister's gone. I couldn't right? agree more. And they were made this big deal about it, but then everybody got pissed off. Like, hey, you know there are other people on the airplane too on the on the helicopter. Correct. And and Congress takes a moment of silence to acknowledge Kobe Bryant. Fine. And they said Kobe and Gianna and the others who were on that plane who are also important. If they were so fucking important, you you couldn't learn their names. How about their names? You couldn't write their names down. You couldn't write down six more names. That guy, se- seven that, more names. That guy was a college baseball coach. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty seven years he coached at the same school. Mm-hmm. How many lives did he touch? Uh, and I mean, more importantly, they were fathers. They were mothers. They were sons, daughters. I mean, you name it. Yeah. So because they didn't have a jump shot or an NBA Finals ring, that the, they're they're lessened. So I mean, whatever it, it is. It also upsets me that uh, a firefighter that dies in a fire, or a soldier that gets killed by an IED, or a police officer that gets shot in the line of duty, or anybody that dies tragically. How yep. many times have you seen an airplane, a, a commercial airplane, crash, and they go, "Oh my God, an airplane crashed!" All right, so tomorrow we've yeah. got. You're like, what the fuck? What just happened? Tell us how the weather's going to be, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, it sucks because, you know... It does, but... Anytime someone dies at 41 or 13, it's Regardless. Tragic. It's it, tragic. I don't care how they crash, died, whether it's a car crash or, you know, an allergic reaction to some medication or something. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Well, I mean, obviously, as we've seen for the past couple of weeks, people just have a hard time putting things into perspective when it comes to celebrities. Um, it's and it's just it, it's gotten so far out of hand that celebrity bullshit just gets so overcovered. But you know what, Greg? I'm going to fix that. You are. I'm going to fix that. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what the person perfect. I've said it before. Tom Brady summed up our media in, in the perfect sentence, and I know everybody's like, "Get off Tom Brady's dick." Whatever. Mm-hmm. They got 24 hours of news and 12 minutes of news to fill it. And that's what happens on these. They just it's over. Yeah. It's over and over it's and over. Fix it for me, buddy. I'm gonna fix it, Greg. And it's it's a sad thing and an awesome thing all wrapped up into one. I've mentioned our friend Bridget numerous times. Crazy Bridget. She's basically a member of our family. And Mama Jean, which is her mom, um, they lost her dad. Um I think it was last weekend. Yeah, because we had to go to the viewing on Wednesday, um, which is which is we'll be honest why this was late because it happened yeah. and the scheduling got screwed up and for us and I yeah. wasn't in town. It is, but what you it know is. what? It was sad, but I have no problem postponing an episode for this guy right here. It is right here because if you want to talk about someone that deserves accolades and deserves coverage and deserves to have his name mentioned, mentioned, 
It is Richard Dempster, which is Bridget's dad and, of course, like I said, Bridget's mom's uh, late husband. 91 years old. Um, you know, anytime anybody is gone, it's it's never easy. It's one of those rare cases. And you hear about this happening, but he passed he passed away at home in his sleep, just never woke up. Not a bad way to go. Nope. I mean, at 91 years old, and there's a reason that I'm taking time out to, to talk about him. I didn't know him. It's, a, it's almost a good thing because it, had I have known all of this stuff, I would have talked this man's ear off. He'd have got sick of me quick. <laughs> quick. We, we might have all had to have an intervention for each um, one of us from I mean, what you're telling me I've, that is going to go down here. I've, I mean, by now, everybody that knows me, I'm, you know, and you yourself, you know, support everything that's America related, military related, everything. Well, not only was this guy, and I'll get to the, I'm going to save the military stuff for last because it was this story that pretty much made me want to take time out and at least recognize uh, Richard. Um, he attended Pace University. Listen to this guy's resume and tell me if this wasn't worthy of him being on the news. And here's the cool thing. This guy did so many things. If you just Google his name, you'll find him. He'll pop up. And it's fucking impressive. And deserving. Um, attended Pace University, Carnegie Tech, and Harvard Business School. Okay. That's not a big deal. Everybody can get into Harvard. Yeah, I mean, Harvard. <laughs> Retired senior executive of Black & Decker. You've heard of Black & Decker. You're an electrician. Of course you've heard of Black & Decker. Senior executive of, Bl- Bl- of Black & Decker Corp. Later, he was the founder and CEO of four environmental and medical product companies. It was the co-founder of Tamco. Served as a chairman, president, and director of corporations, hospitals, universities, Power Tool Institute, and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. I'm halfway done. Nice. The Business Council for Indoor Air, the Chief Executive Officer Roundtable, the British Institute of Directors of the American Supply and Machineries Manufacturers Association. Say that five times. I, I don't think I said it the first time. The, 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 the impressive thing there, chief executive officer. Everyone knows what a CEO is. That was him. Um, he was a member past and present currently before he passed away of Cypress Run Golf Club, which is basically where he lives, right, right up here in Tarpon Springs. Was also a member of the New York Athletic Club. Mm, gee, what does yeah. that club do? Yeah, <laughs> right? And if you don't know, that's the club that holds the Heisman presentation every year. There you go. Uh, Town Hall of California, University of Southern California, USC. Um, uh, was also involved with the American Legion Post 173, Veterans of Foreign Affairs, or Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 10167, which is where he was a member of and a life member of the 82nd Airborne Division of the 11th Airborne Division Associations, which means he was still involved with it for all these years. Here's where it gets fucking incredible. From what I remember, and I hope I get all this right, because I was trying to soak in all this information and stuff because that was just, you know, but not trying to overstep it because we were at a viewing, for God's sakes. He was blind in one eye. Now, this, we're going back to pre-enlisting in, in the military, 18 years old. Blind in one eye, I guess due to an accident where he got poked in the eyes. Blind in one eye. Well, we all know, you probably know, if you're blind in an eye, you're not going to enlist in the war. 
But there's a reason this was called the greatest generation. He stole medical records to get his ass into the military because he wanted to fight in the war. Wow. That's if that's not ballsy enough. That's some Captain America shit. Right that there. is literally, and everybody that's seen the first Captain America movie, you the, the those just, men just go watch the first half hour of Captain America would do anything to get into the war. Well, Richard Dempster did, and he successfully got into the military and made sergeant by the age of nineteen. This was a badass. That's that's impressive. Un- unfortunately. That was promotion by attrition, probably. I'm not saying you know not, what. Not saying he's not a good soldier, but at 19 years old, he was a sergeant and incredible. served and made it to the 82nd Airborne and fought in the Pacific Theater of World War II. That's incredible. So he was in the Pacific. Yes, and if you want to take time out to recognize somebody, it's him. I thought uh, I thought the army was in the European theater. They, they were still. He he was part of the of the Pacific. Good for him. Um, yeah, the 82nd Airborne. And now, what was really cool is at the showing, which is never pleasant, but if you ever take, you know, find a way to celebrate something, you know, of course, his casket had half of the, you know, the flag draped over half of it. His paratrooper boots were right next to his 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 casket. Now, I just, I mean, Bridget took a really cool picture of half of the casket showing the flag and the boots that were on a little pedestal. Incredible. So, yeah, I just wanted to take a minute out and recognize someone that absolutely fucking deserves to be recognized for what they did in the life that this guy did at 91. Hell yeah. And was able just to go to sleep. So, there it is. And the, Yeah, they, I mean, there's not much else you can say. Bridget, we are really sorry about your loss. Mama Jean. It was funny. We were pulling up because we went to go have dinner with them this last weekend, this last Friday night. And... um. We pull up into their community and stuff, and you know we stop the you know the little guard check or whatever. You know we're we're here to see you know Gene Dempster and stuff like that. And he says he didn't know he was super cool young guy. And he says, oh yeah, you know we're here to see uh, Gene Dempster. He goes, oh okay. I said, oh I'm sorry, it's Mama Jean. He goes, oh oh yeah, I don't want any problems with Mama Jean. It's like <laughs> goddamn right you don't. So we had a good laugh over that. But yeah, uh, Richard Dempster. It was I just felt it was right. Yeah, good uh, for sure. It was awesome. In a good way, because this guy was amazing. Like I said, if I'd have known all this before, this guy would be, get him away from me. Right? (laughs) So, yeah, it was, uh, we had a nice dinner. We got to go see their house finally. And, of course, his taste in movies was exactly like ours. He had all the good stuff. He had the whole Band of Brothers collection in the big steel collector box. But it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, there you go, Bridget. You know, when you talk about people like that, it's sometimes it's hit or miss with them. Because like my grandfather on my father's side, he was World War II. He fought. Um, he was a he was an artillery mechanic, so he was obviously was there with the units. Because we're not talking artillery like mortars, like you see in like Vietnam movies. We're talking about mm-hmm. the artillery on tracks that drove. So they would break down. They'd have to fix right. them. So you had the mechanics right there. He fought in the European theater all the way through to the Battle of the Bulge. He was at the right. Battle of the Bulge. He'd tell you anything you wanted to know. Yeah. My mom's father was in the the. It was still the European theater, but it was down in the Egypt way, you know, in the the desert type stuff. And he was in a. The story has been told to me a couple times. I'm not going to tell it because I don't get it right. Because she told she told me she he finally told her what happened. He was involved in something where he ended up getting a Purple Heart, and he ended up got sent back for shore duty while he mended. Mm -hmm. He would not talk about the war at all. Right. Uh, Would not watch a movie about the war. Would not 
if you were talking about it, he would get up and leave. Yeah. And he was, um, I mean, he was he scared the shit out of me. I mean, we, when Papa spoke up, you better shut right. the fuck up and listen. So it would I would love to get the opportunity to talk to some people like that, but you all, all also never really know how they're going to react to it either. You know what I mean? It's like talking oh, to yeah. a, a Vietnam veteran. My grandfather was like yeah, that. So. I mean, he was in World War II. Um, he was in the Marines, and it was, you know, when he had a... He had his stroke. I was super close. I was closer to him than my own parents. Like, it was his military funeral when I was in ninth grade was by far probably the single worst day of my life. Still, to this day, at 46, almost 47. Yeah, happy uh, birthday. That I know we're early. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we were that close. And over that the course of that time, like, you know, he would tell me little stories. He wouldn't talk about it with anybody either. Um he, in fact, I remember, I, I don't know what they were, I can't remember the name, but they were cassettes, and they were basically audio books of stories of World War II, and he would listen to those things for hours and hours, especially after his stroke, you know, where he lost basically function of half his body, Yeah, learned how to paint ceramics and stuff. I mean, so strong, I literally watched him throw my drunk-ass uncle out of the house with one arm, cartoon style, through the door, through the screen door. Yes. It was amazing. One of the baddest individuals i've ever ever seen it was he literally threw him through the door but anyway i'm gonna tell you what i went through 13 weeks in marine corps boot camp (laughs) i don't think i would have wanted to go through boot camp from marine corps during world war ii he was six six two six three i mean he was he was a large individual and when i say large i don't mean he was fat like he was a big big strong strong yeah half his body was stronger than most full guys bodies that i that that i've ever seen and it was uh but anyway he would tell me stories about it where he wouldn't talk to other people about it. Like they just, it was just a, you just didn't discuss it or whatever, but he would tell me little stories about, they were similar to the Saving Private Ryan scene toward the end where they're, you know, in a crumpled village and they're just listening to the radio. And um, I guess one of Hitler's speeches or something came on and he shot the radio because he didn't want to hear anymore. (laughs) Like that's, that's where Elvis got it from. You can just picture that. Like, right. You can just picture that visual, but yeah, it was, um, he would always tell me little things about that, and w- which was really cool. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, anytime we get to talk about people in the military, I'm 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 down. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. But switching gears up, let's talk about some dumbasses. Oh, because I've got a story for you. Oh, great! And it takes place in the great state of Ohio, Greg. No, yes, it, it doesn't. Does. Okay, Greg, I'm going to give you a name. Harv's Gardner, 32 years old. Faces a felony charge. I want you to guess what that felony charge is. We'll keep it short. I'll give you a couple guesses. Uh, uh, 32-year-old male. Bestiality. Faces it. No, no, no. It's it's not the mascot. <laughs> 32-year-old male. Harv's Gardner. Harvest, Harv's, whatever. Faces a felony charge. Is he the one that stole the? He thought they were uh, drugs, and they turned or like uh, oxycodones, and he, they turned out to be laxatives. No, damn. No, but that is a great guess. Great guess. Okay, I'm out. No, Mr. Gardner faces a felony charge of disrupting public services. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read this because it's just too good not to. All right. This story comes out of USA Today, out of Cincinnati, Ohio. An Ohio man was arrested early Monday after authorities said he called the police more than 25 times to get help looking for his lost hoodie. 
You gotta be fucking kidding. I am not in the, and I heard this on two different radio stations the past two days. I'm like, I have to bring this up because this is gold. I'm gonna read a little bit more. When police arrived, the defendant the 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 USA Today put the in a, in parentheses. Okay. Because it's Ohio, I'm guessing. The Ohio, that's, yeah. That's brilliant. When police arrived, the defendant only wanted rides around town to find his hoodie that he lost, officers reported. Police said Gardner was highly intoxicated. The officers told him to go back to bed, but he continued calling, gave different locations for the police to respond. Gardner's being held in the Hamilton County Justice Center. He's scheduled to appear in court on Tuesday. Yeah. That's, do you know what the irony is here? That, is- I mean, okay. In his defense, like if I had to be his his attorney, everybody loves a comfy hoodie. And when yeah. you get a really good one that you really love, you don't want to lose that shit. Nobody wants to lose no, a hoodie. Not at all. So what if you have to call the police twenty five times and try and get them to help you go run, drive around town because you can't remember where you put it? Jesus Christ! I- Felony charge. I, I love it. Twenty five times. I love it. Greg, I got one more for you. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Let's come back to Florida, shall we? Okay. Here we go. And this is really, if if my daughter listened, she would really appreciate this story. Here's the headline, Greg. Florida woman arrested for threatening to get McDonald's sauce by any means necessary. Oh, I heard about this one. Oh, this is great. This is a good one. Here's the picture. She's hot. She's She's not ugly. And I'm not talking, she's like, she does got the crazy eyes. Well, yeah, I mean, crazy eyes hot. A Florida woman was arrested for threatening to rob a McDonald's because they did not serve dipping sauce along with her food, a report said Monday. McGuire Marie McLaughlin, 19, she's crazy, was denied the condiment at a McDonald's in Vero Beach, Florida last week and pledged to obtain the dipping sauce by whatever means necessary, according to the police report obtained by the smoking gun. Here's the best part. The fracas, they use the word fracas, allegedly took place at about 4 a.m. on New Year's Day. What are we all, if we're up at 4 a.m. on New Year's Day, we're all hungry, right? Oh, yeah. Right? So, again, I can kind of sympathize with crazy eyes. When police arrived to witness McLaughlin yelling profanities at the drive-thru because she claimed she did not receive all of her food, the employee advised McLaughlin the dipping sauce cost 25 cents. Yeah. What did she order? Uh, chicken nuggies, of course. And, but, but they don't. They give didn't you, give her sauce. They don't give you sauce anymore. They, you can't get extra sauces. You have to pay for them at some McDonald's. But to prep, the reason why I bring Morgan up on this, we driving through. This is years ago. She was younger, but this is when I knew she really had a good head on her shoulders and knew she was going to do very well. We're young. We're at sitting waiting for, of course, chicken nuggies. And she says, Dad, McDonald's needs three windows. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, she's probably nine, eight, nine, whatever, whatever it may be. I'm like, Morgan, what are you talking about? Well, the first window you order, the second window you pick it up, in the third window they should give you all the stuff that they forgot to give you in the first place. I'm like, this kid's going places. I've never understood it. I don't know, I don't know why it's so fucking hard. I mean, I know it's busy and all, but I mean... <sighs> Well, you know, I will say I will say that over the last few years, things seem to have gotten better at drive-throughs. I'm not sure if it's a better system or whatnot, but 
And hey, man. I, she, she's right. 4 a.m. on a New Year's Day? That bitch was hungry. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I Wow. So, yeah, I just I had to lighten it up with, with those course. two stories because I was literally cracking up. <laughs> like, And then when I saw the picture of Crazy Eyes, I'm like, yeah. That, come, come get my hoodie. Man, I do love a good hoodie, especially this time of year when it starts to cool off. Yeah, and it's cold as shit in, in Ohio. Yeah, literally. That's why hoodies are even more expensive. I figured he could have just snuggled, snuggled up with his or sister more important, and warmed each other up. Cousin. Or is that too far north? It's Ohio. It counts. Yeah, it's Ohio. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's what I got. Nice. <laughs> you want to do movie news or you want to take a break and then come back and do movie news? You know what? Let's do a little movie news. Oh, right. Because I, I don't have too awful much. Um, got some good news the other day in movie news. Finally got a release month for The Mandalorian. Season 2 is coming up in October. Nice. That's yes. a lot sooner than they thought it, we thought it, it was going to be. I, I expected a Game of Thrones type of thing where we're going to have to wait till probably early next year or whatever it may be, but... Uh, production is already getting ready to ramp up, so they've already they already know what they're. Of course, they had this all laid out ahead of time. They had to have. It's Star Wars, for God's sakes. I'm sure Favreau had a vision of some sort. If and if we all know anything about John Favreau, he's not stupid. Um, he's just ugly. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he played a doctor in Elf, so he's pretty smart, right? Um, yeah, October. That's the hardest. That's the hardest character to play. A doctor. That and a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> The other side of that is we got a little taste of what two shows are going to look like. One being WandaVision. We'll get to that. And then a little preview, just a little taste of Falcon and Winter Soldier. What would you think of that? I Were I, you able to see it? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I figured you were. I just assumed. I didn't have an issue with either one of them. I, 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 I You know, I mean, there's some things that probably you're going to kind of go, eh, from the commercials, but... I, In I fairness, mean, it was what fifteen twenty seconds yeah, of yeah, just I mean, a little bit. There's a couple screenshots that you pointed out. You were like, "What the fuck?" I don't uh, listen. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about it until I see it in context. Yeah. You, you're right. You are absolutely right. I just I can't remember anything Marvel related when you first saw either a trailer or footage or anything that you weren't like, "Oh my god, that looks awesome." That was not the case with me for Wandavision. Yeah, but you know what? You're right. There's it's, no context. I feel like it's really far off too. It's not fair. I isn't I, isn't it, isn't one division end of the year December. Yeah. So yeah, I get it, and I'll flat out admit it's it's unfounded. It's unwarranted. It's not fair. But when I saw the footage, I'm like, this looks like the fucking Brady Bunch. But we'll see. So anyway, um, I mean, you never know. Maybe you're. <laughs> You, you're maybe, right. Maybe there's some fucking mind games that go on with their whoever they're fighting or against. You know what I mean? As excited as I am for Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'll, I'll deal with it because that that comes out sooner. Uh, last two things I got is um, mainly TV shows, but I do have one movie to get to. Obi Wan series was pushed back. Just people, I love the internet. They said it was pushed back. Everyone's freaking out. Oh, this is going to suck. There's something wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Ewan McGregor's not happy. Blah, blah. The writers are bad. The script is... No. It got pushed back so they could film a few extra things. Even Ewan McGregor came out and said, it's no big deal. It's a couple months. The article I read They said just want to get things right. The article I read said, uh, and it was from uh, the, the producers, that they have some things that they want to clean up. Yeah. They, okay, great. Yeah, you know yeah, what? They, 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 they're not super happy with the script. They want to fix it a little bit. Take your time, I, then. I agree. 
I'd rather have that than have it come rushed out and, and not be good. One hundred percent agree. Hey, if you're giving if you're giving me the fucking Mandalorian in October, that's great. Give me Obi Wan in March. Yeah, right. And if you want to take time to clean stuff up, go ahead and do that. Right, cats. Yeah, for real. Too soon? No, not too soon at all. All right, the last thing I got for this round of movie news, and I'm super excited about this. Venom 2 is 40 days into production already. Nice. And that comes out this October. And there was a nice little article with an interview with Andy Serkis, who's running this movie, and he's pretty much the name when it comes to CGI characters or mocap or whatever you want to call it. Thrilled to death with the movie. Uh, wouldn't really say much about anything. We just know it's going to be Venom and Carnage and Woody Harrelson and Tom Hardy. It, give that to me all day long. Yeah. So hopefully in the next month, probably month and a half or so, we'll we'll get a trailer. Um, I'm assuming definitely Comic Con, which is which is in July, uh, San Diego Comic Con. We're going to get good looks at a if lot of comes, stuff. If it comes out in October, I would be surprised if we didn't have one by March or April. I, I'd be surprised, you know, really. But if to you start, know to start ramping it up because uh, Black Widow is May first, May. So right around that time, they're going to start pushing that stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, it's a little uh, abbreviated version of movie news. But that that's what I got. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Break time. <laughs> Goddamn right it is. Right. Let's go and peach something. Wait, wait, please, please don't skip. Don't skip. G'day, listener of the podcast this promo is interrupting. I'm Chad, the host of the Cheers Big Ears podcast, and I can already hear you ask, what is Cheers Big Ears about? It's adult beverages and not-so-adult conversation. Each episode, myself, a co-host, and sometimes a guest have some alcoholic beverages, and we, we talk about everything, and nothing, and, and something. We talk movies, life, things we love, things we hate, and... I, of other stuff that I, I really at the moment can't remember. It's a conversation while getting drunk. Hey, it's a it's a drunk conversation. And now we do movie drunken terries. They are movie audio commentaries like you get on a DVD or your Blu-ray, only drunk and far less professional. So far we've done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and The Karate Kid, which is my favorite one so far, with many more to come. So why not give Cheers Big Ears a listen? It's fun, it's silly, it's sometimes serious, but it's always drunk. Every episode is on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, not Google Play. That's a that's a story for another day. And you can find our any social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where you can follow us. So give us a listen. You won't regret it. Okay. You probably will. Cheers. So we just um we just watched the Saw Spiral trailer. Yes. What'd you think? I'm excited for it. Yeah? Yeah. Totally excited for it. Uh, it's different. It, it's Chris Rock, Samuel Jackson. I mean, come on. Love both of those actors. Comedian. Yeah. I, I, it's awesome. I, we talked about it. You feel, you feel it looks like, um, you feel it looks like a, um, uh, a, a seven. seven. Yeah. It's I hope it's more in that vein because I'll enjoy watching it. I don't know if I want to watch something where I'm just seeing people. I mean, you, you've said it realize. over and over. Trailers are, it's, it's, yeah. it's just, there's a reason you don't like trailers and that's a very valid reason. I like it because it really does give me an idea whether I'm going to like a movie or not. And I think I'll, I will absolutely see this movie. Gotcha. For sure. I can't argue with you. Yep. Um, might be a good rental. Oh, I'll walk over and see it. <laughs> Okay, so um, this Sunday, big game coming up. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. 
Um, I have a little game I'd like to play with you. Let's play. That revolves around the Super Bowl. Because Spe- speaking of Saw, I want to play a game. Want to play? I want to play a game. Yeah, should have had that queued up. Should have that scary ass clown. This is kind of my religious holiday. Of course, uh, you know. I mean, it's always it's always better when your team is in it. Should be a Saturday, but should that's a whole another episode. A right? It should be a Saturday. How um, epic would that be? Oh, it would be so great. How awesome would it be? Would so s- good. Oh my god, it would be so good. I bet the XFL has their championship game on a Saturday. Uh, of course they will. Um, speaking of which, I'm actually kind of excited to watch the XFL. There's a lot of people are telling me about it's it's guys that aren't in the NFL. I, I get that, but you know what? So what if it's if it's good football? I mean, if if three star players are playing against three star players, it should be good football, right? Disagree or not, they're pro athletes. Yeah, agreed. Um, I like some of the rules that they got going on. So I, we're going to the home opener, right? Uh, we we may we we may we better we we'll, we'll figure it out. I may have overdone it on my own birthday. You better. We'll talk about you it. Don't, you don't have $20? Are you serious? You don't have $20? You want to call my wife and ask her right now? Yeah, Amy, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's going to say, it's it's my fault. It's not her fault. It's my fault. Oh. Well, maybe I have to come up with the 20 bucks. We'll figure it. No. You've done enough. We'll, 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 we'll figure oh, it out. Oh, I'm not even done done. And- Go. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> okay, so I just want to ask some questions about the Super Bowl. Oh, I've got questions. Gen- general questions about Super Bowl, and it's about the Super Bowl itself. Um, just because, you know, there's a lot of people that complain about how, you know, one team is there all the time and stuff like that. It's really kind of surprising when you start digging through the Super Bowl. Um, I actually had a discussion with a friend of mine on Facebook who I was in the Marine Corps with, and he said, can someone please explain to me how this is year 100 of the NFL, but we're only at Super Bowl 54. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for those that aren't familiar with it. The, the NFL was actually founded in, uh, it was like August 3rd of 1920. That was, that was the original NFL. And they did have NFL championship games eventually. Um, there are a lot of teams that have won NFL championship games, some have, that have not won Super Bowls, blah, 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 blah. The Detroit Lions won multiple NFL yes, championships. In fact, they were one of the most successful teams of the pre-Super Bowl era. It's just been a long time. Uh, so were the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns won multiple. Yep. Uh, then what happened was the AFL started in 1963, I think it was, by Lamar Hunt, believe it or not, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it was an eight-team league, and after they came to the point where they were actually competitive with the NFL, they started having the a- the AFL-NFL championship game. So you mm-hmm. won the NFL championship, and you won the AFL championship, and then they would play each other. And after the third one, they decided to start calling it the Super Bowl. They mm-hmm. start, they dubbed the third one the Super Bowl. Right. Um, and that was in 1967, I think it was, was the first one. And that was the year the Lions' misery started. Yeah, it was, actually. Um, and, of course, the, the Packers won the, first, the last two NFL championships, uh, blah, 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 and then they won the first two Super Bowls. So they right. did win four in a row, but that doesn't count as far as Super Bowl statistics. So this is just Super Bowl statistics. So... The first question is, and I didn't mean this to be the first question to be mean to you. It's just kind of the way the questioning went. 1957. How many teams have not been in a Super Bowl? Four. And they are? Detroit. Yep. Tennessee. No. They lost to the Rams. Remember in the epic, didn't quite make the, didn't quite make the goal line on the were last play the of the Were they the Titans? Game? Yeah, they were the Titans. I was, still, I was thinking of the Oilers. Um, Detroit, Detroit, <laughs> um, Cleveland. That's correct. See my 
right off the bat, I should be able to say Cincinnati, but we've been to two. Yeah. Lost both to the same fucking team. It's two expansion teams. Um, Panthers? No. Remember, they were in Super Bowl 50. And they they were in one or prior to that. Jaguars. Jaguars are the one, yes. They came close one year. One year. They've come close a couple years. Both the Panthers and the Jaguars, when they were almost brand new teams, made it to the championship games. Yeah, the Jaguars lost to Denver that year. Correct. In the AFC, in the AFC championship game. Um, and the Panthers actually went to the Super Bowl. Uh, they went to Super Bowl 38. They lost to the Patriots. Yeah, those uh, those three I can get, but I don't know the fourth. The Houston Texans is the fourth. Oh, okay. That that's who I was thinking of initially, yeah, but right. yeah. Warren Moon. Okay, so having said that, how many teams have been to the Super Bowl and have not won? God, I don't if I had to guess. Twelve? Uh, oh no no. I uh there's there's eight. There's eight. eight, but I was gonna have you name them to me. Oh, okay. Uh Buffalo Bills. Yep, four times. And four in a row, uh, four times. Cincinnati Bengals, of course. Twice. Twice, two times. Um, You've actually mentioned a couple of these already. Well, Tennessee. Yep, once. Philly. Nope, Philly beat the Patriots. Oh, the, I keep forgetting that most recent one. Yep, I, yep. I always go back to the... Um, yep. The Raiders? No, the the quarterback. Who am I thinking of? From Syracuse. Why oh, Donovan, have, Donovan McNabb. McNabb. Yeah, yeah I always think of yeah, that. Yeah, they, they did go to the Super Bowl against the Patriots previously, Super Bowl 39, and, and they lost. Right. Uh, and then they lost in one of the early ones. Remember, the Raiders beat them, like Super Bowl 17 or something, with Ron Jaworski at quarterback. But they did win Super Bowl 52, I guess it was. Oh, well, Tennessee. Yep, Tennessee. One time they've been there. Um, There's another team that's been four times and lost. Four times and lost? Yep. Just not in a row. Correct. God, who was that? Minnesota Vikings. Oh, that's right. Fran Tarkenton. Purple losers. Yep. Uh, you mentioned uh, the uh, one was the Panthers. Yeah. Twice. All right, who's the rest? Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that's right. Have been twice and lost. Hey, it's what happens when you go to the strip club. Yeah, the strip club. And you lose your helmet. Um, the Chargers have been once and lost. Remember, they got annihilated by the 49ers. And uh, the Cardinals have been once and lost. Yep. Forgot about the Cardinals. So who has the best winning percentage in the in the Super Bowl with more than one appearance? The best winning percentage? Yeah. Patriots. No. They actually, don't have the best winning actually, percentage? They have one, they actually, they have one of the worst because they've been... Well, we'll get to that. Well, that serves them right for going so many times. Yeah, bastards. Dumbasses. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys or Pittsburgh Steelers? No, the, the team's been to two Super Bowls. They're undefeated. They've won both Super Bowls they've been in. Hmm. The worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer. There it is. Boom. Ravens. Yeah. They're, they're, they're see how two, easy that was? Right? right. They're 2-0. They're oh. I, I was going to say Brad Johnson, but Brad Johnson was way better than Trent Dilfer. Yeah, he could at least throw the way ball. Way better than Trent Dilfer. So, and then, who's the team that has the best winning percentage that has lost a Super Bowl? Steelers. No. Because they've been several times. The right. Niners. The Niners are 5-1. and one. They have an 83% yeah, winning percentage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the only team they lost to was the Ravens. Okay. Ironically. All right. Who well, else? And the Chiefs. Yeah, but we're not that far ahead yet. <laughs> oh, okay. we're, we're, we're a little behind. Spoilers. This week, remember? Yeah. yeah spoiler okay. alert. 
That's fucked up, man. Because I was gonna give this presentation. I was gonna give this a prediction at the end and go. I think the Chiefs pull it out uh, in the last three. No, um, who has the largest time in between Super Bowl appearances? Oh, the Chiefs, of course. Fifty yeah, years. Fifty years. Who has the most appearances? Um, I want to either say Steelers, Cowboys, or Niners. New England has eleven appearances. Oh, that's true too. Yep. Because they went to one with Grogan. When they got decimated by the Bears, they went to one with Bledsoe, and then they've gone to nine yeah. with Brady. Crazy. And that's why their winning percentage is not that great, because they're six and five. How yeah, which makes them suck, because they've, they've lost almost as many as they've won. They suck. Somebody actually said that on Facebook last year, or they went after they lost to the Eagles. Oh, they've lost as many as they've won. Excuse, excuse me? Yeah. Really? I, um, I, I want to be fans of that team. And who has, yeah, right, who yeah. has the most wins? Um, the most wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, I instantly want to say the Patriots. That's correct, but they are tied with somebody else. Niners. No. Steelers. Yes. Yeah. I, it's yeah. It, when you go back to the old Super Bowls, it's it's always going to go back to the Steelers or the Niners right? because they've gone so many times. You know, they, they just they've just you know you think of them Super Bowl winning teams. Correct. Outside of the Patriots, of course, six, six times. So they both have six, and that's that's impressive. That's awesome. So of fifty four Super Bowls, they've got twelve of the wins. Yeah. Um, not not too shabby. Yeah, at all. And if you had, if I had to do quick math of the fifty four Super Bowls, there's eleven, and I think the Steelers are six and three. Yeah, that sounds lost, about right. They lost to the Cowboys a couple times. Ben's won two. They lost to the Packers once. Right. Did they lose to anybody else? Don't think so. I don't think so. Dallas. So so there's eight. So so of 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 the fifty four, nineteen of them have been represented. Steelers lost to Dallas in one. They got throttled one year. Yeah, they. Was, I think they lost to Dallas twice. That was uh, that was back when um, it was mid nineties. Yeah, I was because I was in Italy. It was in ninety six. Yep. Uh, January of ninety six. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, uh, okay. Uh, this is one that blew my mind. There's been fifty two, twenty seven of the fifty three Super Bowls have been played in three cities. Do you know which cities they are? Tampa? No, Tampa's only had two. That's it? Yeah, with its third coming. Miami. Miami, including this one, was is 10. San Fran? No. Close. Really? Yeah. Oakland? No. Don't know. Los Angeles? Oh, that's okay. Has hosted it seven times, and the other one is the party city itself. Vegas? No. Not that kind of party city. <laughs> Different kind of party. New Orleans has had held ten of them. That makes sense. And um, Tampa's getting a third next year. Yep, they are on my birthday. Is oh, it the seventh? Picture it, Greg. I'm. I've already pictured it. I we've we Super Bowl. We, we've had this discussion. Super Bowl on my birthday in the city that we live just outside of. Detroit plays Cincinnati. Mm. <clears throat> I have a stroke it, at ten thirty. I die a happy man. It could happen because one of the two teams is going to win a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, finally, right? But it ain't going to happen. So, moving on. Can you guess some of the cities other than one I mentioned having the Super Bowls? Detroit. Yes, they have. Um, and you you said Tampa. Tampa, number three will be next year. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta has had uh, a couple. Uh, Green Bay. No. They've never they've never hosted a Super Bowl. They didn't play it the, the first one up there. Mm-mm. Kansas City. Kansas City has not hosted one. 
shit. I mean, I, I'm just all the warm air cities. Then I mean, shit. basically, New Orleans, uh, Houston has held a couple. Pontiac has held one. Detroit's held one, and Pontiac's held one. Oh yeah, Detroit. The, right. It was Silverdome. Yeah, and it's weird Ford, because uh, the Silverdome and Ford Field. They made sure that in these in these they differentiated between cities. For instance, uh, they have had one in uh, Glendale, right, Arizona, and they've also had one in Tempe, Arizona, right. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Stanford, and then San Francisco's never hosted it. But did it ever was, play one at the Rose Bowl? They did. They count that as Los Angeles. Okay. They count that as Los Angeles. East Pasadena. Rest- yeah, it is. It, it, I I agree. Right. Uh, Arlington, Texas, Jimmy's new stadium when he built oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Indianapolis That's has had given. it. Jacksonville has held it. East Rutherford, New Jersey, when the Giants. St. You know, Louis. One of the rare. One of the rare cold. Right. Other ones because of the new stadium. St. They should Louis. do it more. St. Louis has not hosted one. They've never had. They've nope. never hosted one. Nope. San Diego, Minneapolis. They. Should, I. I am a firm believer that they should play the Super Bowl in a cold air city once every now and then, just because. I think that every city that has a pro team should host it. Should get to host it before another city gets to host it. I agree. But it's never going to happen because they're not going to get the tourism. Play that out shit of, outside. They're not going to get the tourism out of Minneapolis and, um, I don't know, Kansas City that they will out of Miami and New Orleans. I understand why they do it, but, you know, on the other hand, that's really not fair to... Well, they they played one at Ford Field when, when Pittsburgh went. Oh, they, yeah, they did. They and played. it was cold as shit out, and they were worried about that same thing. But guess what? It was sold out. Yeah, they've done it in Minneapolis. People are going to go to the Super Bowl. Well, they I think they worry now more about the ancillary stuff. Yeah. About where what we, the beach is. Oh, did you see all the shit that they were doing in Miami that was supposedly... Making all the extra cheddar. Yep. The last <laughs> two questions that I have you. Do you know what the closest game in Super Bowl history was? No. It's actually the f- the first Super Bowl played here. Actually, Tampa has had fourth. This will be Tampa's fourth Super. Oh, Super was Bowl. it fourth? Yeah, because they had Giants and the Bills, which was twenty to nineteen, January twenty well, seventh of nineteen ninety one. I know both, Ravens, Ravens, both, Giants. Both of the Niners and Bengals Super Bowls were within a within a score. Yep, the Giants and the Bills was twenty to nineteen. That's the closest Super Bowl. Okay, it's the only Super Bowl but it was a point. January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one. Do you know the biggest Super Bowl difference? Oh, it's got to be one of the San Fran and Denver Super Bowls. It was. It was San Fran and Denver. Uh, Super Bowl 24, 55 to 10. Because San Fran, I remember one year, just absolutely. The game was over like in the in the second quarter. Most of Denver's Super Bowls were. Right. In that in that stretch where they went three or four times. Washington kicked the shit out of them. Yep. Doug Williams threw like, what, five touchdowns in the first half? Many. I remember the Giants kicking the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 49ers thumping them. Yeah, that was depressing. So that's my Super yeah. Bowl. That's my Super Bowl trivia. That was knowledge. cool. Yeah, not was, bad. Hey, I tried to do something different. It's fitting. It's it's fitting for the week. It's fitting because we're going to do our top five Super Bowl moments now. Yes, let's do that. Now I went top five Super Bowl moments, and some of them were super important to me, but they were also pretty big moments as well. I tried to not go with the the normal ones, but some of them ma- mattered to me. Mine is a combination of both. I got you. I'm the same. And also, um, everybody's going to say to me, well, you're just going to pick all the Super Bowl moments that matter to you from the Patriots. That's not true, because there are some in here that matter to me more than those. Right. So, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Should we have a coin toss? Oh, I love it. (laughs) I'll go. All right. Uh, Number five had to be the very first Super Bowl that I ever watched, and it was 1981, 49ers versus Cincinnati Bengals. Also the first year the Bengals had the striped helmets, young, impressionable child that I was, uh, big family gathering, new to football, was like, oh, this seems kind of neat. Um, 
everybody was rooting for the Niners, and I saw those helmets. I'm like, oh, my God, those are sweet. So I began the long, miserable process of being a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and I was cursed ever since. I do remember those helmets changing, and I, I remember how cool they were. I tried to get treatment every single year, but it doesn't stick. <laughs> I'm st- still a fan. Um, but yeah, th- that Super Bowl, it, it had to be in my top five, because that was the first Super Bowl that I remember watching and giving a shit about. Fair. You know, th- there could have been other ones before that that were just on, that you know, we were at people's houses or whatever. But yeah, it, the, and God, it was fourth and short, and all Cincinnati had to do was pick up a, a first down, and they could have scored a touchdown to win the game, but they were stuffed on a fourth and one straight mm-hmm. up the middle, mm-hmm. and game over, son, done. Yep. And uh, yeah, 1981. Was that the one that Crumrye broke his leg in? Nope, we'll get to that. That was the second. That was 1989. Yep, gotcha. Also the year Michigan won a Super Bowl and a national championship in basketball, or uh, won a Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl? Bowl. Same thing. As a Michigan fan, the Rose Bowl Bowl was a Super Bowl. My number five was Terry Porter's interception of Peyton Manning in Super Bowl, uh, what is that, 44, uh, when New Orleans beat uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. That was just so unexpected in that game. That was not Mm -hmm. what we had seen in that whole game. And um, it wasn't that I was an anti-Manning or anything like that. I just didn't expect to see that. It was was almost a shock. Right. When it happened, I was like, holy fuck, did that just really, did that really just happen? Mm-hmm. And of course, you get into it later and you find out that the receiver ran the wrong route and blah, 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 blah. But it was, I mean, it was kind of a big deal too because the Saints went in their first Super Bowl. It was actually a really good Super Bowl game for right. a change. It was back and forth. Uh, the first onside kick, I think, that was recovered. It was, it was, it was a really, uh, that was a big one for me. Right. Good one. Well, thanks, man. Fair enough. So I'm going to steal a page out of your book. Uh oh. Um, I, because it was only talked about for a freaking month, was the Patriots comeback against Atlanta? Uh, nobody in the nobody that was even half of a football fan could believe what was happening in the first half of that game. Right? Like, I can't. This just doesn't feel right. Like, this just doesn't happen. It was like twenty-eight to three. It was twenty-eight to three. Twenty-eight with to three. Twelve minutes left in the fourth, third quarter, I think. Uh. Four yeah, minutes, four minutes left in the third quarter, and then this is the, you know, because obviously I'm a fan of Brady, you know, the Michigan tie and all that stuff, and you know I get shit about it all the time because you know everyone loves to hate Brady, but whenever people bring up the oh well he's a system quarterback he wouldn't be Brady without Belichick he's not that good blah 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 go watch that Super Bowl down twenty eight to three and tell me that Brady is not a phenomenal quarterback because that single game that. I'll say that half of a game proved that he's every bit as good of a quarterback as advertised. You know, I don't, I don't buy that. It's, it's. I don't it's either. But it's just you, because you, just, you, you hear people say it just because they they hate him. Yeah, Montana didn't win any Super Bowls after he left San Francisco. You know, he, Steve Young was garbage before he got to San Francisco. And you could argue that you know, with Joe Montana, great, he would throw a ten yard out, and Jerry Rice would run seventy yards and score it, a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. So. It's, it, it doesn't it's take a, away from what Montana game. did. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, it doesn't take away from what Jerry Rice did. It, it doesn't take away from what Tom Brady does. Yeah. That comeback against Atlanta, to me, is one of the all-time greatest Super Bowls ever played. Yeah. Because of what happened and how far down they were with half the game to go. I remember watching that with my father. With, I watched that with my in-laws, and my, my mother-in-law had just had surgery on her foot, and she was laid up. And she couldn't. She had to keep her foot elevated, and she couldn't leave their place. So we went up there, and I'm just sitting there with my father-in-law, and they are from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. 
And he just kept looking at me going, Massholes. What the fuck's going on? You know, he just kept looking at me like, what, what is going on here? This is what, what is, what is happening? I remember like, watching I, it with Dylan like, yeah. and, and he's like, dad, this game's over. Just turn it off. And I literally remember looking at him and saying, dude, that's Tom Brady. I'm not turning this game off. Yeah. I, and sure enough, I mean, it's it was and it was very even, very similar to the playoff game with the Chiefs against Houston. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Oh, Houston's going to throttle KC. No one saw this and coming. I was like, no, I was like, not, no, no it's not. not. It's and first you know quarter. What? That Super Bowl was even worse because it was twenty-eight to three, and they finally put some offense together, drive the field, and score. And you're like, yes. And then they mix the extra point, and you're like, well, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, a, what? what a, I, I guess it's just not our day. And then it just kept ramping up. Yeah, that was that's a good one. It that's was just really amazing. It was. Yeah, number four. My number. My number four is uh, John Elway's helicopter spin in Super Bowl Thirty Two. Yeah, that's um, I kind of have that tied into um, on my list, but no worries. Nobody will. Uh, I, that highlight alone is pretty much in every Super Bowl Super Bowl montage that's ever made. It is, and for good reason. It should be. For me, it wasn't just the iconic moment of it. I loved John Elway. I did too. Yes, Nick. I was a huge Broncos fan. I had Broncos gear in all those games that they got their ass kicked. I I have always loved the way he played football. It was all or nothing. And it was, you know, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be recognized. Absolutely. That was a game that everybody had said, the Broncos don't have a chance. Green Bay is right. going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had Favre. And I even remember my my ex-wife's grandfather was going to Vegas for the Super Bowl, and he's like, I'm going to put some money down. I said, you're going to put it on the Patriot or on the, on the Broncos, right? And he goes, no, why? I said, because they're going to win. He right. goes, no, no. I said, all right, I'll tell you what, they may not win, but I guarantee you Green Bay doesn't cover. And he changed his mind, and he won a boatload of money and didn't give me shit. But son of a bitch. Right? That's he was loaded. He was ever loaded. One. He was loaded, and I talked to him anyway. When that happened, I was just like, "Oh my God, they're going to pull this off. They're go- they're going to win this game." And it was pretty much the drive that sealed the sealed the game. And just to see him at the age he was, because I think he was like thirty seven, because mm-hmm. he went to the next one the next year against the Falcons, and then he retired. Right. He. I was like, "My God, how did he, how did he do that?" Storybook. Just, just a testament to the stud that he yep. was. Exactly. Um, my number three is the Super Bowl that Desmond Howard won the MVP. And Brett Favre won the Super Bowl. Uh, Desmond Howard had a kick return. Imagine that, a kick return for a touchdown. Um, Remember who they beat? No, because... They they beat the Patriots. Oh, they beat the Patriots that year? The Drew Bledsoe-led Bill Parcells coach Patriots. That's right. Um, Growing up, obviously, also double-cursed, double-cancer to be a Lions fan, I saw Brett Favre numerous times. And Brett Favre is one of those quarterbacks in the class of Brady, Breeze, Manning, Rivers, just there's only a select few quarterbacks that I would watch a game just to watch that quarterback play. Brett Favre is one of them. Even though you hated the Packers. Even though I hated the Packers, and I still do, and now I can just hate the whole team, especially Aaron Rodgers, the punk smug bitch. (laughs) But Brett Favre, I loved watching play. I'd never forget the night that he played uh, after his dad died. Uh, that there should be a movie made about that. That was that was against the Raiders. Uh, it was against the Raiders, and, and he just went, went off. off the day after his father died, and it was um, Monday, I, it was a Monday night game. It was a Monday night football game, and I believe Madden was still announcing um, that or Al Michaels for sure was announcing 
Um, I think it was John Madden. And it was incredible. It was. It, what he did on that night. But it, that's just another example of Brett Favre watching. I, and I was one of the few that I didn't care that he went to the Jets. I didn't care that he went to Minnesota. I just wanted to watch Favre play. And and it was awesome. So, yeah, that, that Super Bowl, watching him run up the field, you know, pumping his fist. with a, He looked like a kid. And that's the way he played. And that's why I loved him. Yep. I just respected the shit out of him because of his true rare to find love for just playing football. Yeah. So, yeah, that Super Bowl was was pretty special. Everybody that complains about quarterbacks that throw interceptions? Yeah. You know who's throwing the most interceptions in NFL history? Brett Favre. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Or was it Brett Favre or Joe Namath? It's Brett, it's Brett Favre. Cuz he threw a shit ton too. Yeah, he did. But guess what? He can just throw that ring on his middle finger and hold it up and say, a- "Look, absolutely. I got a ring." Yeah. So, whatever. Hey, remember that game that I called <laughs> that nobody said we could win? Yep, exactly. All right, so for all of you out there that say I'm a homer, Homa. This one's for you, Richard Falco. David Tyree's catch to beat the undefeated Patriots in Super Bowl 50 or 42. Oh, yeah. Fuck that catch. That was a dagger through the heart. Absolutely. But it was. you know what? That is an. Also makes every Super Bowl highlight of course real it does. before you know every that, single Super Bowl. You know, David Tyree had eight catches that season. Eight. eight. There's no reason that Manning should have avoided that sack. Nope. There's no reason that Tyree should have caught that That ball. play never should have happened. It, ever. It never should have. And Physics demands that that play right? never should have happened. You can watch that play, and you watch Tyree catch that ball with his hand, on, and he has it on the side of his helmet, mm-hmm. okay? And he comes down. Rodney Harrison grabs him and literally slams him onto the ground, and that ball never hits the ground. There are people that say, oh, the ball touched the ground. No, that, that, that was, that's a catch. Here's a question. That's a fair catch. In today's NFL, do they call it a catch? Absolutely, they I do. I don't think they do. The ball never, cut, the ball in, never touched the in ground. In today's NFL, yes. I don't think they call it a catch. Why? Because of the way he caught it. And I'm simply stating, because that's how stupid the NFL yeah. is right now, they would have found a way to say that it wasn't considered a catch. By the rule, the ball never touched I'm the ground. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Think about that. It's a, it's a round, smooth helmet. I'm thinking of the retards in charge. Oh, no, no, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to argue That's all you. I'm saying. But what I was going to say is the way he had that with one hand up against his helmet on a round, smooth helmet, Rodney Harrison takes him and body slams Falling him. backwards. Yes, and that ball never slipped off the side of his helmet. How hard Stick was he pushing that fucking ball, not even his hand, against the helmet? That ball, As if his that, life depended on it. I mean, you get it. slammed down and you're grabbing something and it doesn't slide. I mean, yeah. it's just... Never, you know you, what? It's like you said, never should have happened. Broke my heart. I mean, because you're like, oh my god, it, it all, all of it was for nothing. You just go to the Super Bowl and lose. And you know what? I just remember all the replays and like, did that just happen? Like, how, not only that, right? how did that happen? Yeah, crazy. And people give you shit, give me shit because you know, oh, you know, you know what? That they deserve to win that football game. Yeah. I went, I, I give people complete credit. I'm not that guy that goes, oh, they cheated and oh, because because right. you want to bitch about how people are Patriots fans. Both times the Giants played them, they deserved to beat them. Absolutely. The Eagles deserved to beat them. That, that was just... I just sat there on the sofa going, that, there's no, that didn't just happen. And then, yeah, that just happened. Oh, yeah. fuck. Crazy. Then Plaxico Burris, before he you know, put a nine in his leg, <laughs> catches the winning touchdown. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, my number two is going back to the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning, Super Bowl 50. Oh, nice. Not just because of... The fact that um, the Broncos won and it was cool and all that stuff, but it was the fact that Peyton Manning, which Peyton Manning didn't have a lights out game by any means, but that son of a bitch finds ways to win games. Peyton Manning was a shell of Peyton Manning in that game as it, well. He was not he he, he, nope. he could barely throw the ball twenty yards. 
But I love the fact, and to me, it was almost like poetic justice that he won that Super Bowl because he fucking deserved it. Mm -hmm. Because of the career that he had, the kind of player that he is, as smart as he is, the way he commands the field. Like, nobody tells Peyton Manning what to do at all. And he's not like one of those asshole players that, you know, it just, it's his show. Like, he could literally, and I firmly believe this, if for some reason, let's just say, like, movie scenario, coach is gone for the week. Um, something happens. Like, there's no coach. They don't skip a beat because of Peyton Manning. That Just the level of intelligence that he has when it comes to the game of football. I love seeing him win that Super Bowl because it's just it just felt right. I like it, Because he too. deserved it. I liked it, too, because I'm a Broncos fan. Yep. I do like the Broncos. Right. Um, it, you know, of course I was sad when they beat the Patriots in the NFC Championship, AFC Championship sure. game. But I'm not a big Panthers fan. I do feel Cam Newton's completely overrated as a quarterback. Oh, I couldn't agree. I more. think he's a tremendous athlete, fin- freakish, Amazing, freakish. Athlete. But I just don't. You know what I mean? But I'd I was love kinda... to see what he what he would do playing tight end. Oh my god! Could With his imagine? athleticism, Could you I, I just I would the sizes. That I just would love to see if he played tight end. I just think it would be crazy. Well, he might get his chance next year. Who yeah. knows? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that was and that was just so incredible. And and nobody nobody expected the Patriots. And the, the fact that he won damn, I keep saying Patriots. Super Bowl fifty. Like, yeah. That was a big deal. And nobody expected the Broncos to be competitive in that and game. If you don't believe it was a big deal, ask Nick. He'll tell you. For real. <laughs> For real. Nobody expected it to be competitive. Everybody's like, oh the pa- the God, I did it again. I have to the tell Panthers him. defense is just gonna destroy him. I have to tell a funny story about Nick. I want to hear a funny story about Nick. I go over to his house to watch a playoff game, and it was that year, and I think it was the AFC Championship game. I'm not sure. Did they play Pittsburgh in the net, in the AFC Championship game? No, they played uh, D- uh, New England because the game ended on fourth and short on the goal line with uh, Brady trying to hit Gronk. It may have been that game. I don't remember which game it was. All I know is a playoff game at Nick's house for the Broncos is like watching a Michigan Bowl game at my house or a Red Wings final game at my house. All right. It's complete chaos, and emotions are going to run – Crazy. I love it. Okay. What I loved about the whole thing is when you go to watch a a Broncos game at Nick's house for the playoffs, you will wear a Broncos jersey. Sure enough, he came out. He goes, you want orange or white? I'm like, all right, just just give me the orange one. So I'm wearing this. The Broncos are losing. Like, it's not even a case where they were getting blown up. I don't even remember what the score was, but I'm literally talking Nick off the ledge. Okay. Weather was nice out, of course. Windows are wide open. I forget what the scenario was, but there's a lady walking her kid down the street. Something bad happened. Words were said loudly in that lady's face. We we all forever joke now that, you know, if that lady doesn't walk her kid down that street anymore because the bad man lives there. (laughs) It was like that. So yeah, anytime I see you know that that comes up, it's like, oh, that's where the bad man lives. That's awesome. But um, and it was like, Nick, it's okay. It's there's plenty. Like, dude, it's not. And you know, they ended up winning the game, and it was great. So I mean, that comes up, and we we have a good laugh about it every now and then. But yeah, I was like, that's you know, where, you say that, but that's I where have, the bad man lives. I have been at your house uh, on nights when the Red Wings were eliminated, and it's um, not pleasant. I I could say that the bad man lived there that uh, night oh, the, too. The bad man <laughs> is very vocal <laughs> when, when stuff like that happens. Yes, and I will firmly own it, and it's it's true. So yeah, my Fair number enough. two, Peyton Manning, Super Bowl Fifty. That's a good one. My number two has kind of been mentioned, but it wasn't 
fully mentioned, and mine was the James White touchdown in overtime in Super Bowl 51, uh, I guess it was, when they came back against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole game had led up to that. You're on the edge of your seat. They drive down. You know that with a touchdown, it's over. I literally ran laps in my in-law's house. I was... I was Deserved. Yeah, we talked about it. I mean, there's not much you can go into it. I do, to this day, believe that James White should have been MVP of that Super Bowl. I do not believe that it was Tom Brady. I agree. Um, I, I think everybody uh, agrees. Yeah. 11 catches for 100 and something yards and two two-point conversions and a touchdown. Honestly, I got to believe if you asked Tom Brady, he'd tell you the same I thing. I think he would, too. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, thanks. All right. So there's a theme here. Number one, you kind of already mentioned it. Was John Elway winning back-to-back Super Bowls? Uh, that was big. Uh, the first one, it's more importantly, because I don't think anybody watching football at the time, unless it was a Chiefs fan or something like that, had any reason to not root for John Elway. His whole career, everybody knew that it was probably getting close to time. Yeah. And not only that, the team that they had was fun as hell to watch. It was. And, I mean, TD, Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp. Um, I mean, John O. That team was just fun to watch. So yeah, it's and when he won that first Super Bowl, and um, in fact, it was the owner, which I you know forgive me, Nick, I don't remember the owner's name, Pat but when he said when he said this one's for you, John, and yep. then handed him the trophy. Dude, I don't think there was a dry eye in the house. No, there it, it was just it was just one of those storybook things. Like you get a guy that played his entire career the right way was awesome. Um, yeah, it just I mean, it for me it was easy. John Elway's first win in the Super Bowl, and then for him to cap it off with back-to-back wins and then retire. I really wanted him to come back for a for run at number three because you know nobody's won three ever won three in a row, right? But I mean, winning two and then calling it quits and ending it that way—that's pretty badass. That is pretty badass. That, and then to come is, back and be GM of the team, yeah. which is very very cool. No, they have some work to do, but he's no dummy. So no, he's not. To see him not. get one as a GM, I agree. would be. Would be pretty awesome too. That would be pretty awesome. And if you don't believe me, ask Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure that Nick would think it's a little yeah. bit more awesome than we do. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. But yeah, that was my number one, and it was easy. It, it didn't even hesitate at that one. My number one was Super Bowl thirty-seven, and it was the Raiders and the Buccaneers. Really? Yeah. It was the moment that Derek Brooks returned the interception for a touchdown. Yes. And because that was well, he even smoked the Raiders too. Yeah, they beat him pretty bad. It was 30, 38 to seventeen, I think. Soundly, it's honestly one of the last. Gannon Gannon had four interceptions. Three of them returned for touchdowns. I was actually at a Super Bowl party for that one. Yeah, yep. um, I was at my parents' house. Um, the reason that that one was important to me was because Florida State fan. You know, I grew up mm-hmm. loving Florida State. I got to watch him win the national championship at Florida State. Then he comes to the Bucks. Yep, he's probably one of the best linebackers in my opinion. He's one of the best. All around linebackers that's ever played the game. He could rush, he could blitz, he could stop the run, he could pass coverage. But the 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 Raiders were making a comeback. And it was I think it was seventeen to twenty I think it was twenty four to seventeen at the time. Yeah. And when he caught that ball and I just like he's going, he's going all the way. It was just wow. It was just you know, you know, and and as a Bucks fan, because I I am I am a first and foremost I've always been a Bucks fan I grew up here I, I just know when to not piss my time away, right? You know what I mean. So those well, are trust my, me, those I'm a Lions fan. I know those, what you're talking those about. Those are my two teams. I, I would I would love to watch like you like you were saying earlier. I would love to see a Bucks Patriots Super Bowl because then it doesn't matter who wins. Who do you root for? Um, I get asked this question all the time and I don't even hesitate. Who do you root for? 
If it's Tampa or New England, who I don't know, man. That's that's a really tough one for me. Is it really? It is. It really. Really? Is. Yeah. I, I dude. I mean, it's like it's like you. It would be like you. Okay, the the Lions and the the Wolverines play. Who do you root for? Well, that can never happen. So that's I, I know, easy. but but you understand what I'm saying. You love both of those teams. Yeah, but I grew up in Detroit. Okay. So for me, it's it's not even a, a second thought. I root for the Lions all the way. But if the Cincinnati Bengals ever win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna be drunk. Well, hell yeah, for, yeah, for days. I don't. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know who I would root for. That would be really. That would be really hard. I guess it would probably. See, depend. I would have guessed Buccaneers because you live here. It, it would depend if Brady's at quarterback or not. To be yeah. honest with you, I got gotcha. you. But that just it was it was a magical moment because as you know as Bucks fans we can equate to Lions fans quite a bit except mm-hmm. that we did have two or three four or five really good years. Right. We've had nothing else. Except those years, but we still have those good years, you know. Right. But that was just a big moment for me. That was that was my number one. Just watching a guy that was like my college idol and going on to he was just. And you know what, Derek Brooks is one of those guys that he was. He's like a work done. He did stuff for the community. He he's he's a good person. He you never hear anything bad about him. One of he's the always, good guys of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Which they are severely lacking. They, yeah, they have them. There's well, more than the, you think. There's they, out there. They don't get the press. They don't do a good enough job of promoting that. That's right. And well, they, that's they need to do a hell of a lot better job of that's it. That's going right back to that shit we talked about with TMZ earlier. That's like, what that is. Like the Walter Payton Man Award. Uh, they, they need to be pushing that shit all year yeah. long. Yeah. What they show that for like uh, half a second? I right? don't even remember seeing it. Garbage. That, that should have been a 15 minute presentation. Yeah, it should have. But no, that's not what we got. Nope. But anyway, we'll save that. The NFL, yeah, not for the NFL. <laughs> that's right. That's it. That's, that's all, all I, I got. got. Yep. Sorry, it took a few days too late, but guess what? Better late than never. That's right. We know you guys are going to withdrawal, not having us yeah. in your ear holes. I'm sure that's what yeah. it is. All eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. There's plenty of us to go around. Right. <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, the Patreon page. Please visit and sponsor us. Help the troops. Please. Do it for the troops. Don't do it for me. Yeah. Um, it's not about us. Facebook page, uh, uh, top5forfighting.com, uh, gbishop72. Putty2773. we got the Instagram. Yep, Putnam2773. Yep. I actually have an Instagram page now that I'm going to start posting stuff on. It's top5gbishop. Look at you. Yep. cross um, bastard. Right. Uh, the it. website. Uh, listen, vote for the Oscars. Vote for the Oscars. Uh, get your, yeah, get gonna, your thing. I'm gonna do mine tomorrow. Yeah, have you have you figured out what your uh, what the prize is yet? Nope, I'm gonna do it this weekend. You chub. I, I'm, I mean, I'm in no rush. No, the show's not even till Sunday. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, what what are people gonna win? What 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 kind of Funko Pop are they gonna win? Oh, it's, it's gonna be a surprise. What the fuck? No, nobody Dude, wants surprises. Hey, this is pro wrestling 101. You know what I, we should do? Drama. We should, we should give a Tom Brady Funko Pop. <laughs> 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 nice. All right. Yeah. Right. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Later. Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How do you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom. He always buries something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick. in a litter box. <laughs> All right. Good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. You know, whatever.
And now I have a son in that same infantry, literally. And it's it's just, it's amazing to me. 